And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Batter up! Welcome to No Bunts, the show for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome. I'm Tas Mellis. With me is the man making the magic happen, JD. Hello. What's going on, JD? Oh, I'm so really happy to be here. I'm pumped. <laughs> Didn't even try off the bat to sell it. I understand. I understand. It is opening night in the NBA. No, no, I, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Liar. It is. It is an exciting time in baseball. There is a lot going on in the no dunks world because basketball is happening. Heck, we're jumping on a live stream pretty soon for the athletic in, imminently in mere minutes about an hour and 40 minutes from now it's starting at 3 p.m we'll be jumping on at 3:45 eastern uh, as they get into it but there's so much going on in the nba world yes hence your slight hesitation i think <laughs> in your excitement level well here's the thing okay. you're gonna have to carry this one because oh, i did yeah, no, i no, watched no. zero baseball this That's weekend fucks. nothing uh, i i'm planning on it i'm planning on carrying okay. the right. entire cool. the entire thing i've got a few <laughs> questions for you okay yeah, yeah as we go along mostly about celebrations but with all the basketball going on all that stuff going happening today we've got opening night so much basketball i just want to take a quick break for you mostly for you jd uh to uh to clean the palate to update you and everyone with what's going on in Major League Baseball in the postseason here because we're down to four teams. Mm, are, we? are we? No, we've got a rain <laughs> delay, baby. It was supposed to be done Monday night as we record here, Tuesday afternoon. The division series were supposed to be done, but the Bronx was rained out, so the Guardians and the Yankees will meet in mere hours here on Tuesday to settle their five-game set. It's the only division series, J.D., just so you know, that went to five games. And we'll get to the wild, wild NL where the Phillies are going to play the Dodgers. I'm sorry, the Phillies are going to play the Padres <laughs> in the championship series. Two wild-card teams. That is crazy. We'll get to the Braves. I went down to the stadium. We'll get down to uh, we'll get to our man Jared Dent, our correspondent who was on No Bunts way back when, telling you why the Braves will go to the World Series. He'll tell you why they didn't get there. It's been a wild week in baseball, and there wasn't really a great window for us to record after the Division Series completed and the Championship Series begin because the Championship Series actually begin tonight with the Padres and the Phillies. So this is when we're recording. Hopefully this isn't uninteresting to you uh the guardians and yankees listen i have been uh enthralled by this series it has been really really good so let's talk about how the yankees and guardians got to 2-2 we're going to game one we're in the bronx garrett cole on the hill for the yankees i love that demeanor 
on that guy. He is uh, a classic ace, 6'4", 220, imposing. Not a lot of wasted movement, not a lot of noise in his uh, windup. Just throws. It feels like he's kind of playing uh, catch with the pitcher, although he's got nasty, nasty, nasty stuff. Anyways, in game one, he battled, got through some tough situations. He gave up a solo home run to one of my faves, Guardians uh, leadoff guy, Stephen Kwan. He had 8Ks, though. The Yanks got homers from Harrison Bader and Anthony Rizzo, and they almost got a home run from Josh Donaldson. Here's where I'm going to ask you to chime in, J.D., because Josh Donaldson of the New York Yankees, right-handed hitter, goes oppo into right field. Now, it kind of looks like the ball clears the fence. It hits the top of the fence, Mm. and because of incredible reporting by Chris Kirshner of The Athletic, we learned that the ball ricocheted off the top of the fence and then hit a Bud Light container and came back and landed in the field. So Josh Donaldson actually stopped running around first base. He got into his trot. He thought it was gone. But because uh, (laughs) the concession man left his container there, it actually did hit the top of the wall, and it's very, very, very difficult to see. But because he left the container strictly at the at the at the base of the stairs and right at the uh, wall, it hit the container and it came back into play. And there is no way that that ball stays in if that Bud Light container isn't there. Now the Yankees went on to win. It doesn't really matter, but yeah. the beer vendor set it down, and as you do. Yeah, yeah, as you do. It's not his He's fault. He's probably getting change or something, you know? Yeah, it's a weird spot, I think, um, for it to be put down, don't you think? Like right at the base of the wall? Okay, where else are you putting it? You're in <laughs> the know. middle of a crowd. You're, you know, On the stairs. It's it's on the stairs is the classic spot for it. I guess. Anyways. But you're in the front row there. You're, you're giving out some beers. Yeah. Let me get your change. Hold on. I'm just going to put this down here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's bad luck for sure. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's odd because uh, Matt Bateman, who uh, Chris Kirshner interviewed, he's, he's a 44-year-old fan who was right there. He kind of had to reach over the container, and he thought he would have caught the ball if it wasn't there. Mm. And it's odd because it's very reminiscent. It's at right field here in New York. It's the playoffs of Jeter's home run that was caught by Jeffrey Meyer, who reached over and took it out of the yeah. hands of Tony Tarasco I way back actually when. actually remember that text. Yeah. yeah. yeah in the 90s. Uh, that was uh, basically why they changed the rule, because the Derek Jeter fly was stolen by right. Jeffrey Meyer there. And if that beer vendor wasn't there, then Matt Bateman probably would have caught that ball. It would have been a home run. There wouldn't have been much discrepancy, because it was off, literally off the top of the wall, bounced off the Bud Light container. Great reporting from Chris Kirshner uh, from The Athletic. If you want to read that, theathletic.com slash nodunks to subscribe. I haven't seen that reported anywhere else. That was a, a really cool <laughs> story. Either way, the Yankees got their win. They're fine. They got the W, and uh, it looked pretty grim uh, for the Gardner- Guardians in Game 2. They got down 2-0 on a Giancarlo Stanton homer. Uh, But then in the fourth, a single by Andres Jimenez scored a run. Next inning, they got an Ahmed Rosario solo job. So uh, Rosario and Jimenez coming through that middle infield, a thing of beauty. Uh, It even got my man Russ Bankson excited about baseball. And and Russ Bankson (laughs) isn't happy about a lot of things, but he likes Rosario and Jimenez in the middle of the infield. The Guardians are getting fans everywhere. Anyways, it was locked 
at 2 until the 10th when the Bloop Troop Brigade came through. It's true. The Guardians, <laughs> they bloop everybody to death. That's what they do. And in the 10th, Bloop, Poke, Softliner. Guardians scored 2, the go-ahead uh, by Guardians outfielder Oscar Gonzalez, who is uh, beasting Oscars. Playoff legend continues. Anyway, series tied at 1. Aaron Judge struck out four times in this game. He was 0 for 8 through the first two games of the series. we got a great series. Series moves to Cleveland, tied at 1. It's chilly in Cleveland. Everyone is bundled up, and that got me thinking. Game 7 of the World Series, which we'll be talking about after it's done, J.D., that could go November 5th wow. because of the new playoff format. Add some games to the schedule. It's being pushed into November. It was chilly in Cleveland, and you know, depending uh, who makes it through, it's Cleveland, New York uh, could have a home game. Obviously, it's going to be chilly. Anyways, the place was rocking, and the Guardians, they took a lead in the series, baby, and it happened in the bottom of the ninth. The Guardiac kids, as some call them. Uh, the Yankees entered the ninth up 5-3, but they allowed three runs to score on five base hits from the Guardians. The bullpen was the Yanks' weakness going into the postseason, and it proved to be true in this one. Clark Schmidt took the ball because Clay Holmes pitched the night before. It was a weird call. Holmes... Has been steady. Anyways, Oscar Gonzalez again delivered the finisher. Woo, a walk-off two-run single. Gonzalez, a guy who was in AAA this season, delivered the game-winning hit in three of the four Guardians win to that point of the season to put him up 2-1 here. He had the walk-off bomb to end the raise in the wild-card round, then the bloop single to end game two, and then the two-run ninth-inning single Game three to stun the Yankees in two consecutive division series games. So they're up 2-1, but Garrett Cole, big Garrett Cole, comes back out for game four. They needed, uh, the Yankees did it for him to be their ace again. He did it. He took the ball, and he beasted. Uh, one of the uh, balls that he didn't beast, that Josh Naylor got a hold of, went over the fence and Mississauga's Josh Naylor with a wild celebration. A wild celebration. It it is polarizing. So Josh Naylor <laughs> jacks it, and then as soon as he gets around first base, as soon as he sees it, he starts doing the I am your daddy, rocking the cradle towards Garrett Cole. He starts yelling. He, he was basically doing it around the entire base yeah. path. He doesn't – yeah, he looked at Garrett Cole when he did it. I said he he didn't look at Garrett Cole because he was looking at his own dugout, but definitely polarizing. <laughs> the, the bat flip years ago was polarizing for – the traditionalists in baseball, this, this riled some feathers, but give me a break. He hit a home run. He yeah. celebrated. Yeah. That's the way he celebrated. I'm happy he did it. I, I'm happy he did it too. It's a weird one though, for sure. It's weird because you're running, I think, while yeah. rocking a baby. Yeah. Baby's not, not sleeping yeah. when you're running and carrying it. It just looks odd. Right. You're, we're 100% sure it wasn't balls. Because he got a little low there at one point. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, yeah. He did in the regular season. His teammates have come out and and, and and backed him up and said, yeah, he always does it. He says, I'm your daddy as okay. well, yeah, which yeah. was odd to hear Bob Costas as the play-by-play <laughs> man say, I'm, I'm your dad or you're my son, one of the two. And <laughs> that was odd. It's just odd to see him do it while he's running. But who cares? It's a celebration. It's not like he stopped. Right, you know, part of the 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 Jose Batista, I guess, hate was about him stopping. You know, it was a stop and glare, yeah. and look at it, and that that's a showmanship. Or that that is that is a bit of showing up the pitcher. 
And I guess this is too, but it's different. It's not like you stop and glare. It's just fun. <laughs> exactly. It's just fun. I, I wonder if anybody watching here amongst the bleacher creatures had a problem with it. Let us know. Let us know. It seems like everybody. It's a battle. You should be able to, if you beat somebody, you know, dance on them a little bit, I think. Of course. It's 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 sport. Yes. It's a sport. It's totally fine. Anyways, again, Garrett Cole made it out of that game. Seven innings pitch, eight Ks. Fantastic stuff from their ace. They paid over $300 million for that guy. He came through, and uh, the Yankees got another home run from Harrison Bader, as they did in game one. They got him at the deadline in a, a deal that was questioned at the time for Jordan Montgomery. Why are you trading pitching for an outfielder? He came through. Anyways, the series is tied at two. It was supposed to be played yesterday, but uh, speaking about riling up the fans, <laughs> both fans and media were a little feisty about how they handled uh, the rain delay on Monday night. So it was an hour before the proposed start time of 7 p.m. The MLB said it's going to be delayed, but you know, in con- consultation with the weather service officials, it should be cleared up by 9 or 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and we should get going. There's only... One weather pattern coming through. So fans in Yankee Stadium are waiting. Uh, The delay was so long, TBS wasn't even running in-studio programming, which I thought was a little surprising. Usually, studio, you know, takes it upon themselves, or or, or sometimes they throw it back to the, the broadcast crew in the stadium. You find some filler programming, but no, we didn't see Ernie Pedro... Rollins or Granderson at all. The cue. Yeah, tap dance, guys. What happened to tap dancing? I'm surprised. Vamp. When I watch Bally Sports uh, throughout the season, they do it. The Braves broadcast crew does it. Yeah. Uh, but they just threw on the cube. Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I heard. Who's a host <laughs> of the cube. I had it on mute. Yeah. Um, and the games looked pretty fun. I'd never seen the cube. I've never seen it. Uh, the, the, the commercials look fun. The games look fun. The games are great. I think they're pretty unique. In the in the uh, in the game in the, the game, game show game realm. show world yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you have to uh, walk through a bunch of I don't know cones blindfolded and and there's a bunch of sensors uh, like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of cool stuff okay. and you get put and you're in a cube when right. you're playing these games oh hence the cube <laughs> yeah anyways the games are fun uh, okay. but uh, anyways at nine thirty six. MLB announced on Twitter the game wouldn't be happening. So fans were in there for a few hours. Mm. And then it was announced to fans in the building 10 minutes later. That would piss me off. 10 minutes? That 10 minutes, more so than the first two and a half hours, uh, would have angered me. But the Athletics' Lindsay Adler reporting that it took 10 minutes to tell the fans in the stadium that. Uh, anyways, the Yankees announced. Wait, why, why though? Why, why did it take so long? I don't know. To tell them. I don't know. It's odd. I guess. The first, yeah, the first spot it went to was Twitter, right. so that makes sense. You'd see, you'd think there would be some rumblings in the crowd, like, oh, it's uh, canceled. Yeah. I just saw it on Twitter. Yeah, like, what te- else are you doing? Took, You're looking at your phone. Yeah, it took ten minutes to announce it. Very odd. <laughs> um, crazy. Speaking of announcements, the Yankees announced they'll be changing their starting pitcher because it was delayed by a day here to Nestor Cortez, the wind-up wonder. There's a lot of noise in that wind-up. A fun guy to watch. The Guardians have not though. They're still going with Aaron Civilly, who is a starter, but I think they're going to sort of do it by committee here in Game 5. Whoever wins Game 5 will be getting a fresh, very fresh Houston Astros team. And that will be starting on Wednesday. So whoever wins, got to fly to Houston. 
Now that series, I'll update you on that one, J.D., because uh, the Astros were taking on the Seattle Mariners, who Mm -hmm. took out our Toronto Blue Jays last weekend, and that series was very different, but extremely entertaining. So the Mariners coming off that huge comeback win over the Blue Jays in the wild card round, and it looked like they had the momentum going up against the Houston Astros, who were playing the best baseball of any AL team. Game one, the Astros give the ball to Justin Verlander, who seems like he's been playing forever because he has. But the Mariners jumped on him real quick. They're up 4-0, and then it was 6-2, 7-3, and then 7-5 in the ninth. And then they had done to them what they did to the Jays. Mm. A little karma for the Blue Jays fans. (laughs) 7-5, two on for Jordan Alvarez. Bottom of the ninth, and Air Jordan jacked it. He ripped it. He destroyed the ball. He hit it so hard. And the three-run homer off uh, number two starter for the Mariners, Robbie Ray, who came in to close the game. They wanted him to go lefty-lefty against Jordan Alvarez. He doesn't care if you're a lefty or a righty. My goodness, he ripped this thing. A walk-off shot, three-run shot. Alvarez, the first player in MLB postseason history to hit a walk-off homer with his team trailing by multiple runs. So a walk-off you know, I guess done with a team tied or down one, uh, but not like this. Uh, amazing, amazing shot. Hold on. What about the ninety? What about I've got that stat written. What about what about Joe? Joe Carter's walk off. Hmm. I guess they were down one. I guess they were down one. I I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll check. I could on, look it up. We'll check on that during the break. Anyways. I wouldn't even know how to Google that. <laughs> what am I looking for? Baseball reference. <laughs> Anyways, ninety-three World Series. Uh-huh. Listen, we've got a thirty-year anniversary coming up next <clears throat> year, JD. You got to be prepared yeah, for our right. nineteen ninety-three trivia. I mean, I'm already here, so why yeah, not? Why not do it? Yeah, it was eight. It ended eight-six. It was a three-run jack. They must have been down one at the time. Right. Six five. Okay, cool. Anyways, Jordan Alvarez, first to do it. That's cool, but it got even cooler for him. Game two, bottom six. Astros down one. This time he's facing Luis Castillo, the, the Mariners' ace who got the Jays. Alvarez hit a two-run shot the opposite way to take the lead. A very different homer, a rocket the opposite way. That's how good he is. Jordan Alvarez, the first player in MLB postseason history with multiple go-ahead home runs in the sixth inning or later with their team trailing. Yeah, a lot of stats for you. Anyways, eighth inning, Astros still up 3-2. Alvarez came up with a runner on first, and the Mariners intentionally walked him. Astros were only up one, but the Mariners walked him with a guy on first base, pushing a runner into scoring position, and that runner scored immediately on a single, and that's when the Barry Bonds comparisons started coming out for Alvarez. Intentionally walking him in a situation where he should not be walked. Because he hit two homers off two in two games off the Mariners, and uh, it's true, it's true. Pushing runners into scoring position, it, it, you can read about it on the Athletic. Uh, Jordan Alvarez having a series, and the Astros won to take a 2-0 series lead to come back, come from behind wins against the Mariners. Game three. Here we go. This was a fun one. Saturday night, the first playoff game in Seattle since 2001. 
which is weird because of the wildcard series. They played four road games before getting their home game, but they got a real fun one that lasted 18 oh, wow. innings. Uh, scoreless through 17. It took six hours and 22 minutes to settle it, and it was Jeremy Pena who hit a solo home run. Actually, you know, giving Jeremy Pena some love because when we when you watch baseball, there's a lot of little tiny things that help out. Jeremy Pena got on base to set the plate for a lot of Alvarez dingers in the first two games for, for both those dingers. So cool for him to get this uh, bit of limelight here where he jacked a solo homer for Houston in the top of the 18th inning. He was one for eight in the game, but it's the one that counts. The Astros held on and swept the Mariners. And uh, a big reason why they got it done here in 18 innings, they pulled out a 15-game winner in extras to pitch five scoreless innings. They had Luis Garcia uh, just sitting there waiting because they're fresh. They didn't have to pitch a lot of their guys because of the wild card round. So they throw that guy out there. He can throw five innings. And they had a 13-win guy in uh, Urquidy, Jose Urquidy, just waiting to go too. They were prepared. They were ready. And uh, that is definitely one of the benefits of having the bye. Now the Houston Astros are the only 100-win team left standing because as we'll get to the NL, all those are gone. The Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, all gone. Anyways, they are the favorite. The Houston Astros are to win it all. But does that matter? No. In baseball, stuff is wacky. So we'll get to that wild, wild NL. Oh, hold the, on, hold on. Yeah. What's the longest baseball game you've ever been to? Like in attendance, like extra innings. Oh, in terms of innings? Yeah. Oof, I don't even know if I've been to an extra innings. Really? Game. <laughs> I, I saw an eleven inning game. Uh-huh. I can't remember. I think it might have been Jays Red Sox or White Sox. I I, um, I must have been, but I don't remember. Sounds like you remember yours. Uh, well, vaguely. I mean, all I remember is that I was kind of pissed because the bar closes at the uh-huh. seventh inning. Hmm. So yeah, you know, eight. Can you imagine eighteen innings? That's two games. Like uh, that's literally yeah. two games. Yeah, it's cool for the Mariners fans because they, fine, they yeah. only got one game. Yeah, one playoff game, and they got two for the price of one. But yeah, it happened in uh, in Cleveland, the Cleveland Tampa Bay game. I guess it ran about five hours, but for three of the hours, the bar was closed uh, yeah. because it went so long. Yeah, and so, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Baseball, baby. Uh, anyways, it's it was uh, yeah. It is strange. Hold on, the the bar closing. Why? Just change the rules. Right. You, mean, well, what do you mean? Like, I mean, they're in place, so people number one aren't dr- dr- uh, drinking before they go home. Obviously, yeah. just aren't getting. And fair enough. Yes, fair enough. Aren't you know indulging too much? Period. Overall. Yes. yes. I don't know. I just think you can. I think adapt on the fly. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you really not want people? I guess if it went to the ninth inning, say, you'd have lingerers, you know? Just people oh. who've been drinking for three or three and a half hours sometimes, just hanging out in the park. Mm-hmm. And you want them out of there, I assume. Mm-hmm. But the driving thing is a good point. Yeah. But when you're at the Rogers Center in Toronto, who's driving there? Nobody. Hey, anyway. I used to live in the 905. Some people oh, are. yeah. And when you go to the Brave Stadium, which we'll get to, I just drove there. Yeah, well, you, I mean. And you did yourself as I well. I did, yeah. There, there's not public transit unless you want to ride three buses, and I don't. So 
You have to. I was thankful that the bar closed. Right. I limited myself. Yeah. I controlled myself. I know. I mean, you don't have to report that to me. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. You're Which was difficult because Seb was like plying us with new IPAs and Pilsners and such. I had a blonde stout. What's a blonde I, uh, stout? Sacrilegious is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just screwing with things there, but it was good. <laughs> he's messing with Mother Nature. Yeah. It was it was something. It was full-bodied, <laughs> as they say. It's true. It was thick. Anyway, uh, we will get to the Atlanta Braves series. Ugh. Uh, I was there to watch it live. We'll get a, a report from our correspondent, Jared Dent. Lots of surprises in the NL. But first, a quick ad break. Uh, I think I talk about uh, Danielle giving birth, sort of. I'm throwing ad breaks now. I'm pitching ahead to ad breaks. Yeah, we'll be back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Welcome back to No Bunts. Let's get into the series. We'll start with the Phillies and the Braves because the Braves are definitely one of the favorites here in the studio, considering they're down the road. I drove in there for game one <laughs> thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to be all right. Phillies, Braves, they opened the division series round. It was a one o'clock weekday start for the reigning World Series champs. The crowd was not ready to rock right from the opening pitch. That's kind of understandable. Mm. At 1 p.m., it's early. Uh, maybe I'm making excuses, putting the putting the blame on Major League Baseball for scheduling the champs early. I guess that's baseball. You got to blame something when a lot of it is luck. Um, but anyway, the Braves were rested. It felt like they were in a great position. Starters deeper than last year's run, and it looked good to start. Max Fried, Braves starter, got the first two outs to open the game. Things looked fine. Two-two on the third hitter. The crowd gets up. All right, we're getting out of this inning. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Uh, a quick punch by Real Muto to the right side with the shift on. And that just opened the floodgates. It felt like we were free. Bryce Harper followed with a single couple hits later. It's 2 0, all but 2 out. And then the bottom of the one, bottom of the first, it felt like the Braves were going to get theirs. Bases loaded, and they couldn't score. William Contreras flew out to end the first. Maybe Contreras should have been moved down a spot for Travis Darno, who's been hitting well. Uh, hindsight, I can do that as a fan. I can say what I want. I felt like uh, yeah, Travis Darno came through with a couple hits that night. Move him up one, series turns. Nah, the Phillies just were in a better flow. Definitely a big excuse for the teams that got the bye. Missing a week, uh, the Braves, yeah, struggled, weren't in their flow. Well, obviously the Phillies were the Braves were two for nine with runners in scoring position. 
Max Fried made a throwing error in this game. Ugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> what really made me uh in this game, bottom of the eighth, 7-3 Phillies. Phillies pitcher Jose Alvarado asked for a mound repair. Mm. Come on. It took 15 minutes to fix the mound as we're all sitting out there. Uh, not cool. Not cool at all. And uh, it, it was over. It was over then. It sure felt like it. That's actually a move that Jose Alvarado, same name of the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, would pull. You know, he's, mm. he's sneaky like that. He would, he would do anything. Uh, he's, he's the guy who sneaks up behind players in the backcourt, you know, right. a, a very Chris oh, yeah, Paul-like yeah, yeah, yeah. move. Anyways. That guy. Yeah. So, uh, so what was wrong with the mound? Who knows? Clumpiness. Uh, <laughs> so I when mean, they get the rakes out? And yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. hoses? I mean, it took 15 that. minutes. Uh, yeah, I think his God. landing spot, I guess whenever whenever there's a problem with the mound, it's usually the landing spot mm-hmm. for the pitcher. Yeah, I don't know if it was soft, too soft, too hard. Huh. That's probably one of the two. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 15 minutes. It wasn't just right. That's for sure. Yeah. And it was the Braves didn't score in the bottom of that inning after Alvarado's uh, fix up there. So I got out of there, JD. It was 7-3. I'm walking out of my car, and fireworks are going off behind me. It's kind of cool from outside. Yes. It's a bit, you know, you're like, oh, cool. Go Braves. (laughs) Go Braves. You mean the fireworks? Yeah, from outside. Like, uh, because I did the same thing. I had left, and we were up big when I left. Yeah, different game. Yeah, different game. Different game, sorry. Fireworks. We're hearing Randy Newman, the natural, going. It's beautiful. (laughs) Wish I was there for it, but then I was actually glad I was getting to my car. I had left about a half hour earlier to walk to my car. It was so a long walk. It was a very long walk. Yeah. yeah. And you got a great spot. Yeah. Cool. I had such a great spot and I didn't pay for it. Uh, yeah. The uh, the parking around there, it's uh, it's treacherous. It's um, anyways, fireworks are going off because Matt Olson hit a dinger. Three run job to make it 7-6 in the bottom of the ninth. Was I a little bit worried that I was missing the comeback? Yes. Uh, (laughs) But I was following along with plenty of other people who left early, unfortunately. And uh, Nick Castellanos of the Phillies made a a great grab right after the Olsen home run. And they took game one. Uh, The layoff hurt. Gut punch. uh, Gut punch, for sure. Game two. No, no dunker in attendance, FYI. Uh, it was a three-hour rain delay here in Atlanta. But when they started the game, Kyle Wright was phenomenal. All they needed uh, was their two-out, no-one-on rally. They scored themselves in that situation. They scored three, and that's all they needed, baby. Plus two wonderful back-to-the-plate catches by Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley. Oh, baby. That was beautiful stuff. So we're all tied up at one, and that was the high water mark for the series for the Braves because it just went downhill from there. Game three, no, no dunker in attendance because it was in Philadelphia. Uh, Braves starter Spencer Strider on the hill. Incredible year for him. Just signed that incredible contract, carrying an incredible mustache. But he hadn't pitched in nearly a month with an oblique injury. First two things, or first two innings, things went very well, throwing his usual 99 on the gun. But in the third. The Phillies roughed him up for two dingers and six runs, and he lost his velocity on Reese Hoskins' dinger. It was down to under 94 miles per hour, as the Athletics' David O'Brien noted. So the injury obviously played a part in Spencer Strider's game here. Unfortunate, because he had a great season. Although I will say the Reese Hoskins celebration, one for the ages. I love this one. Let's compare it to Josh Naylor. If you're watching on YouTube here, it's just a hands up 
and fire the bat Man. down. He just threw it down as hard as he possibly could. It was more celebration, less a show up of the pitcher. There was none of that. It was just, yeah. It was more about you know the fans and less about the one-on-one battle. And then he kind of sprinted around the bases, which uh, I kind of like seeing. Less of yeah. a trot. He just wanted Hustle to get up. back in the dugout yeah. to to. Uh, to jump in there. And that was on the seven year anniversary of the Jose Batista bat for oh, wow. actually for the Blue Jays. So the game ended nine one and uh the champs backs against the wall in game four. Ugh, two one down. Game four, no no dunker in attendance again. <laughs> uh and the Braves got down real early. Real Mayuto, JT Real Mayuto had an inside the park home run. What? In a in a playoff game. Uh, it was an odd situation. Michael Harris Jr. went to go back, or Michael Harris II, not a junior, went to go get it at the wall, bounced off the wall, and no one was helping out. Unfortunately, Acuna didn't move in right field. Anyways, Brandon Marsh and outside the park homer, and I'm done with this series. That's it. That's enough of that. Uh, it was just a, a bombardment, and as I said, Atlanta Braves fan Jared Dent, he came on, I think it was, it was the first no to tell us why the Braves would win the World Series. I asked him, well, what the heck happened in this series? And uh, he filed this report. Hey, Tass, I am uh, back. Uh, I've been racking my brain about why the Braves didn't win the World Series. And it could be that we didn't play a game of consequence for over a week. It could be that I washed my lucky Murph shirt during the playoffs. Big mistake. It could be that three of our all-stars and our soon-to-be rookie of the year went a combined five for 43. It could be that we're in the middle of the plot of a romantic comedy where Freddie Freeman was our true love, but we just didn't communicate enough. And... We've both gone our separate ways, and you know we're both with someone else. That's great, but we still should probably be together. <laughs> or it could be that our starters had an ERA of over nine, and theirs were sub three. <laughs> uh, Jared Dan coming through, and the set work really well done. Mm. He did a, a Charlie Day, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like. A, you know, connect the dots there on a yes. bulletin board behind him. Actually, uh, his wife, a friend of the program, Beth, she said, sorry it took so long to send this. He's been working on that bulletin <laughs> board forever. We've got it on our Twitter account, No Dunks Twitter account, to, to check out Jared's video. Yeah, he's very down in the dumps. And uh, as eh. he put it, he, they just got hit by all sides. And, uh, again, that's a, a great excuse for – Teams that had the bye week, they're just out of sorts in many a ways. And the Phillies jumped on them, the early start, and they just couldn't bounce back. So I wonder yeah. if that comes up in conversations between the Players Association and the league. Yeah. It's a long break. It is, yes. I, I thought 100%. it was definitely I thought it was definitely gonna benefit the pitchers and, and but uh yeah, we saw both teams, the Dodgers and the Braves, that we'll get to the Dodgers Padres series bounced uh, as the the home favorite mm. i i have a new genre of uh person that i like and that's a sad baseball fan <laughs> <laughs> i really enjoyed last week's uh sad streeters of the jays you know just yeah. just bummed angry <laughs> and now seeing jared i mean I, I i don't like to see our friends in pain but also i found it very amusing so oh undoubtedly yeah he does he does and he does it well oh yeah 
Jared does it well. I think it's real. No, I think yeah. he's actually sad. He's not acting, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but he can pull it off as well. Uh, yeah, he had the hat pretty low. Yeah. Eyebrow level. Um, uh, look at it. Look at the expression. <laughs> that is a sad baseball uh, fan. Uh, great <laughs> stuff. And hey, listen. You know, we're talking about the Braves. Obviously, being upset, but a, a huge, huge win uh, for the Phillies. Uh, they came out of nowhere. It felt like this season. Fired Joe Girardi as their manager, and they were somehow able to come back. And. It's a surprise. It is a surprise that them and the Padres are there in the championship series. And, and since uh, you you bleacher creatures are following along here on YouTube, and you threw out this note, I got to mention it. First inside the park home run by a catcher in the playoffs. Real Mayuto there of the uh, Phillies. Frank Locke coming in with that stat. He said he was in attendance for the inside the park home run. Now. Should I have verified that before stating it on air? Probably, but I believe you, Frank Locke. Anyways, let's get uh, to the Dodgers and the Padres. The Dodgers, unbelievable. They enter the playoffs, and they get knocked out 111-win season. Tied for the fourth most of all time, opening their playoffs against a team in their own division that they have handled in the Padres. The Dodgers won 22 more games in San Diego this season. The Dodgers were 14-5 and against the Padres this season. They haven't lost a season series to the Padres since 2010, but it doesn't matter in the playoffs, especially in a five-gamer rather than a seventh-gamer. Anyways, game one, the Dodgers jumped out to a big lead behind their number one, Julio Reyes. Reyes. Excuse me, and held on. They earned the buy. They were fresh. They won. It felt good. It didn't seem like the buy bothered them at all. But game two, uh, the uh, the Padres installed a fancy toilet in Dodger Stadium, and they flushed it just like the one that's being installed in the Classic Factory. Mm. Well, JD's bathroom actually not. Yeah, it's out. Of, it's out of the box, Tassie. Congratulations. They had to go. They have to plug it in though, and uh, the plugs that hadn't fancy. been installed yet. So. So. They were like the plumber is like, I can't I can't move any further until I get this thing plugged in, and there was no plug there, so the electrician had to come. I have a pl- a toilet that needs to be plugged in. Do you know how excited I am about that? <laughs> so have they attached the plumbing yet? Well, I think he wanted to make sure it was plugged in first. I don't know. The water is off. I think it's happening literally as we speak, and yeah. I couldn't be more excited. I did hear some water just now going through a pipe so nobody better use it before i do yeah that's all i'm saying yeah i I wanted to know if they had installed the plumbing (laughs) but you couldn't use the electric features whatever Mm. the heck those are yeah i yeah it lights up i know that (laughs) (laughs) but would you use it pre-plug-in pre i think you can i think that yeah but would you use it i don't think you should no god no 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 no, no, because you want the full experience yes what about the bidet part that's probably not. I don't think you need electricity required. It. I hope not. No, that'd be weird. Yeah, it would be. But well, you know, you know what's weird? You're lighting up your toilet. That's weird. Not at night. That's... When I don't want to wake up anybody. That's actually cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Can't wait to come over here at night to check it out. <laughs> uh, anyway, they the Padres they flushed it. You uh, Darvish battled for San Diego through four innings, and he gave up three home runs. Actually, I think he pitched five. I think that's a, a mistake in my notes. Anyways, Darvish was battling in game two. That's for sure. He gave up three homers, but they're all solo homers to Freeman, Turner, 
and Muncie and the Padres bullpen came in uh, and they closed the door. They didn't allow a run. And Juan Soto performed a very cool fake out on a Muncie fly ball. I love this. He looked like he was going to catch a deep fly ball and a classic, a classic fake out that you see in Little League. It, he, he, he faked out Muncie. Muncie thought, oh, he's going to catch the ball. I can slow up here. Uh, but it was just a total fake out. Hit on the wall. He couldn't have caught it. And uh, he, Soto's fake out turned a double into a single. Anyways, it was neat. The Padres came in. Uh, again, their bullpen took care of business. Trent Grisham tried a squeeze bunt. What? A squeeze bunt in 2022? Uh, that didn't work. But we're seeing a lot of small ball here in the playoffs when runs really, 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 really matter. Uh, Trey Turner made an error trying to get the ball out of his glove, trying to get the force. That led to the Padres' go-ahead run. Again, it's that buy. Lack of sharpness. The mm. Braves and Dodgers got lots of excuses. The Dodgers were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. Lack of sharpness. This series, we're all tied at 1, baby. So what happens in Game 3? Surely the Dodgers will respond. Surely, right? Well, you'd think. Game 3 was a low-scoring pitcher's duel. Blake Snell handled it. Very, very well. He handed it off to the Padres' bullpen. Lights out! They didn't give up a run again. Playoffs are all about the bullpens. Josh Hader closed it out for the second straight night. He turned it around this season, came over from the Brewers, was awful to start, but he turned it around in September. And Game 3 was the first postseason Padres win in front of a San Diego crowd since 1998. Uh, 2020 doesn't count. There were no fans there, and 2020 just doesn't count in general. We're all going to forget about that year. And uh, Blake Snell said about the crowd, he said the crowd was legit. That's probably the best crowd I've ever pitched in front of. And I watched this game, and I I tend to agree. It was very, very good. Uh, Padres up 2-1 in the series, but surely the Dodgers will respond with their backs against the wall, right? It's a 111-win team. They're down 2-1. Joe Musgrove gets the start for the Padres. You remember Joe Musgrove closed out the wild card series over the Mets where they were checking his ears. As uh, Buck Walter said, he's got sticky stuff on his ears. Check him out. Well, in this game, he didn't start well. The Dodgers were up 3-0, but the Padres rallied. Oh, my goodness. They rallied. Five runs in the seventh. Start the celebration. San Diego advances to the NL Championship Series for the first time since 1998. And, no, I'm not going to subject you to that really, really weird Padres rap video that just went viral. I see uh, <laughs> Snevik saying that in the uh, amongst the bleacher creatures. It's a bunch of... Older gentlemen rapping. No, not not going to do that to you. We show you weird stuff here. We talk about toilets, but I'm not doing that to you. That's not cool. And uh, just so sweet for the Padres to do it against the Dodgers. The NLCS starts tonight. It's strange because, obviously, the division series aren't quite done, but they'll get done uh, right before the uh, Padres and Phillies get going tonight. Very exciting. We'll be back next week to talk about the championship series, Phillies Padres, and obviously the Astros against some other team in the AL. That's going to be uh, exciting. Uh, but uh, before that, before before we get to the uh, the end of the show, before we wrap this baby up, um, we got one more break, JD. Yeah, one more break. One more break. I hope for our schedule. It's not good for our schedule, but I want to see Game Seven, November fifth. That's what I'd like mm. to see. It isn't good for our schedule, but no, it's you, terrible. What what about it? You want to? See? I love uh, cold sports. Yeah, like sports that are normally whatever pleasant. Mm-hmm. Like I like to see snow on a football field. You know what I mean? I like to see the pitchers like constantly trying to warm up their hands. I like the element be the elements being part of 
the a factor, like a major factor in what's going on. A major factor. Yeah. Well, I, maybe not a major factor, yeah. but a factor. I, I definitely like the visual. Yeah. I, I like that part of it. I, I will say I, I'm looking forward to it too. I, I want to see it as well. Uh, I don't like when, let's say it's a, a football game. I don't like it when it's crazy windy where there's so much wind that the mm. quarterback can't throw. Yeah. And it just sticks to a running game. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think in a baseball game, even if it's whatever, if we're talking like five degrees Celsius, you know, 40 degrees Fahrenheit, you can still – it's not really going to affect anything that much. No. Uh, it, it'll be all right. And you're a guy who just played pickleball here. I did. And, uh It was about 40 degrees this morning. Yeah, what's that in Celsius? It was about five Five, degrees, five Celsius. That's chilly for, it was, a, it was for cold. a pickleball. It was cold. And windy. And that little wiffle ball, poof, it, it moves gone. around. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I said uh, to my daughter, I dropped her off at school – she didn't have a sweater. I was killing myself. She had a jacket, but she didn't have a sweater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was pretty angry at myself. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it's all right. She'll be fine. Jeff. She'll Don't be worry. fine. She'll be fine at recess. Uh, <laughs> temperature goes way up in the yeah. first couple hours of the day here. But what I was going to say is I told her I was going to go out for a jog. I'm going to go. I'm going to drop you off. I'm going to go for a jog before I go to work. I hit the treadmill instead, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't want to layer up and then layer down. And, yeah, you, and you know how I get here. You're basically up against the wall yeah. anyways. Didn't yeah. want to have to take off that extra <laughs> layer or two. Uh, yeah, it's a little yeah, too, a little too chilly. Anyways, Pickleball. Pickleball. Pickleball podcast is coming. It's coming. Um, no dinks. Yeah, no dinks. Watch for it. It's coming right after this break. Actually, Tweet of the Night is coming right after this break. Stay tuned. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is meme mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to No Bunts. The Bleacher Creatures coming through with some facts here for us. Juan Soto now 2-0 versus the Dodgers. Beat them in the uh, 
when the Nationals won the World Series there in 2019. Thanks for that, Alfredo Rodriguez. I like that fact because it's an interesting. Now Juan Soto going up against his old teammate, Bryce Harper, a former Washington National. Just wild. Just wild stuff how the (laughs) Nationals had so much talent. And back to our conversation about cold affecting sport and sports just being played in the cold. Chris J says, listen, the sport is played 95% in warm weather. Time to have the most important games in freezing cold weather makes sense. And cold definitely affects the hitting slash ball physics. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good uh, point. Uh, part of it. It changes it. It yeah. changes the dynamic. Although, listen, I would say in the, the Cleveland series, there was, was a, a lack of hitting when there on, uh, on Lake Erie. There was a lack of hits right. in general. Yeah. Is that the cold? Is that Maybe. the lack of hits? Maybe. That's baseball, though. There's just so many tiny, 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 tiny (laughs) little nuances about the game if you're watching it. So that makes it interesting. Anyway, I appreciate the comments from the Bleacher Creatures. Now it's time for Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. All right, classic here. Going to Instagram for Tweet of the Night. Uh, (laughs) This is uh, from Emily Greinke, wife of MLB player... Zach Greinke. They headed out to a Mariners game as a family. They were there for the 18-inning game. Emily, Zach, and their two children, and this is her caption. First MLB game in the stands for this guy. Her husband, I guess. Mm. Not, not, not her son. Uh, had the best time taking the boys to Seattle to cheer our friends on for a long 18 innings. Yeah, six hours and 23 minutes, I think, or 22 minutes. Only Zach could fly under the radar with his fishing hat and Bass Pro <laughs> sweatshirt all day. I mention this, or I bring this up because I love the fact that baseball players in general, there's, a, there's just a... A bit of anonymity to baseball players. And they can fly under the radar. And if I was a sportsman, I would want this anonymity to be able to live two lives. This is Zach Greinke who, yeah, he's wearing a fishing hat, but pretty well known. He's played for nearly 20 years. He looks like about probably a thousand guys in that stadium right now, I would say. Right. Your your everyday. Just your average... Average Joe. White guy. Yes. Uh, and not spotted. Yeah, that, I wonder if he didn't have the hat on, whether or not he would be spotted. Yeah. But. I mean, it is a baseball stadium, so you'd think he'd get recognized. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys get recognized in basketball arenas all the time. Yeah. But, but we're one not. of a kind. <laughs> no, but we're not athletes. One. That's true. That's true. Uh, you're not wearing. You're not wearing. It's weird to see somebody out of uniform, right? Mm. Like in their civvies. You know, mm-hmm. if you're used to seeing a guy on a pitcher's mat or whatever, mm-hmm. wearing the what? What? What team does he play for? He finished with the Astros. He had a bad year with the Royals, the Royals. this year. Yeah. So you're used to seeing him in his Royals mm-hmm. gear, but yeah, and he's just in a fishing hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he blended in. Being a family guy. Yeah. Uh, so. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'm jealous of athletes in general, but I do you think you, do you think lives. that post was a little bit thirsty though? Like we were here for eighteen innings and nobody recognized my husband. <laughs> like nobody. What's wrong with you people? Interesting. I, I maybe a little bit. 
Nah. It's like here we were here the whole time, fools. <laughs> I gotta disagree. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, you never know what uh, what the intent was. Yeah. Ah, uh, she was. Ju- I think she was just enjoying herself at a baseball game. <laughs> it's just a part of it. It's like we were here for eighteen innings and nobody recognized him. It must have been the hat, or your husband is not as popular as you thought he was. Oh, maybe. Listen, there's people in the stream team, Hootski, who who <laughs> says he agrees with you. Nah, listen, it's people, a wholesome test. Nah, people need content. She went. They traveled from. <laughs> I think they live in Houston. Okay. They traveled to Seattle. It was a family trip. Zach, this may be uh, the end of his career. I think it's possible. Yeah. I may be wrong, uh, but. Uh, you know, people questioning his popularity here amongst the bleacher creatures. I, that that doesn't matter, I don't think. But anyway, the hat really killed it. I, I think if he's not wearing the hat, although, yeah, he could blend in. Yeah. He's a multiple-time All-Star. He's a Cy Young winner. He's he's done a lot in uh, his 20-year career. But great stuff. Great to have differing opinions, and I think she just <laughs> wanted to put up a post. I think she was having a nice time. I agree with you. Six hours. Six hours. She probably needed things to do. With two little kids. Ugh. Ugh. I would have left 13. Hitting <laughs> 13, I'd be out of there. Yep. Uh, that that picture was taken, obviously, before. Early. No, because yeah. the, the sun went down during the game. That's 100% sure. Yeah. It was quite bright. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I was on my couch doing work during that game. I didn't mind it. But it was a long game. Yeah. And again, yeah, the uh, concessions get shut down yeah unless you want club soda i guess you can i don't can you i think everything closes sometimes they do right yeah yeah that's that's true i've been at a braves game and i like eighth inning i wanted to get a hat like just go buy a hat and i couldn't (laughs) inside the studio the the stadium you've never been at a braves game past the seventh (laughs) inning i have (laughs) i have (laughs) anyways we will be back next week to talk about the championship series between the phillies and the padres and obviously the Astros and some other team. Um, now on to opening night in the National Basketball Association. Again, we'll be on the Athletics live stream. It's starting right now. If you're watching live, jump over to the Athletics YouTube page. We also talked about the tiers in the NBA. We put all 30 NBA teams into tiers on no dunks today. Tiers from championship contender all the way down to those aiming to get Victor Wembanyama's services this offseason. So check that out on the No Dunks feed. It was a two-hour pod. Ooh, that was a long one. A two-hour pod. Yeah, we had to get into it. It was a long one. Anyways, we will be back. Please uh, join us on the Athletic live stream coming up. We'll do a pregame show as well on our YouTube page, just on our YouTube page, before opening night, before Knicks and Celtics. So join us then. But for now... Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, everybody wants likes on Instagram. Even famous people, JD. (laughs) Even thirsty, thirsty famous people. We'll see you next time.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.